Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Mark 13, 31. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Luke 21, 33. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Isaiah 51, 6. Lift up your eyes to the heavens and look upon the earth beneath. For the heavens shall vanish away like smoke and the earth shall wax old like a garment and they that dwell therein shall die in like manner. But my salvation shall be forever and my righteousness shall not be abolished. 2 Peter 3.10 But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. Deuteronomy 4.26 Call heaven and earth to witness against you this day, that ye shall soon utterly perish from off the land, whereunto ye go over Jordan to possess it. Ye shall not prolong your days upon it, but shall utterly be destroyed. Ezekiel 34:27. And the tree of the field shall yield her fruit, and the earth shall yield her increase. And they shall be safe in their land and shall know that I am the Lord. And when I have broken the bands of their yoke and delivered them out of the hand of those that serve themselves of them. 1 Samuel 2.10 The adversaries of the Lord shall be broken to pieces. Out of heaven shall he thunder upon them. The Lord shall judge the ends of the earth and he shall give strength unto his king and exalt the horn of his anointed. Isaiah 24:18 And it shall come to pass that he who fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit and he that cometh out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare for the windows on high are open and the foundations of the earth do shake Exodus 10:5 And they shall cover the face of the earth that one cannot be able to see the earth and they shall eat the residue of that which is escaped, which remaineth unto you from the hell, and shall eat every tree which groweth for you out of the field. Hosea 4.3 Therefore shall the land mourn, and every one that dwelleth therein shall languish, with the beast of the field, and with the fowls of heaven. Ye, the fishes of the sea, also shall be taken away. Isaiah 34, 4, and all the hosts of heaven shall be dissolved, and the heavens shall be rolled together as a scroll, and all their hosts shall fall down, as a leaf falleth off from the vine, and as a falling fig from the fig tree. Luke 17, 31, and that day he which shall be upon the housetop, and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away, and he that is in the field let him likewise not return back. Revelation 3.12 Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, 
and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I will write upon him my new name. Ezekiel 39.10 So that they shall take no wood out of the field, neither cut down any out of the forest. For they shall burn the weapons with fire, and they shall spoil those that spoiled them, and rob those that robbed them, saith the Lord God. Micah 4.10 Be in pain and labor to bring forth, O daughter of Zion, like a woman in travail. For now shalt thou go forth out of the city, and thou shalt dwell in the field, and thou shalt go even to Babylon. There shalt thou be delivered. There the Lord shall redeem thee from the hand of thine enemies. So, I just can't seem to get back to sleep. And I just keep thinking about those first three verses that the heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word and the righteousness of the Lord will not. And I was just thinking like, you know, I am called to do what God has called me to do, what I was created to do. So whatever my role in this life is, whether it's to reach out to celebrities or people of significance and importance in this time period I take no glory at all glory to Jesus and like a good soldier and follower and warrior I execute what I was sent out to do and if heaven and earth will pass away at some point and then there is no use for me, then I will be absolved into nothingness. Or observed back into God and not have a singular consciousness no more. That will be my peace. That is fine with me. I think for some people, it may rub them the wrong way to know that I mean, what do we really know anyways? But, you know, if heaven and earth shall pass away at some point. And those on earth won't be here because earth won't be here. And those in heaven won't be in heaven because heaven will cease to exist at some point. And that just leaves hell and God, right? So, those are the two choices. I don't want to be in hell. I definitely want to be with God. And that's cool with me. Because to me, that does seem like the ultimate peace to just not be, you know, not be coherent or conscious of life or what's going on no more I mean I don't know for anybody else if that would seem like peace but to have an off switch at some point 
does seem like a piece to me because then there just would be no continuation of of me at some point. I'm sure a lot of Bible scholars will probably disagree with that. Actually, I think I posted something on the video recently and someone was like, where does it say that in the Bible? Where does it say that in the Bible? That heaven heaven and earth shall pass away, but his, his righteousness and his word won't. So I just was like, boom, there it is. A lot of times in the Bible, it doesn't say that, you know, that heaven and earth shall pass away, but God won't, you know. So I don't know. That's cool with me, you know, because I, I asked for that now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be in hell. Heaven's cool, but I'm also cool with just not existing, you know, because if you don't exist and there's no feelings of of not wanting to exist because you just won't exist, you just won't be. At least that's my theory on it and, you know, my opinion, but my opinions and theories always change anyways. Um, one thing, one valuable lesson that I learned in this lifetime is not to to trust your emotions or feelings, but just to trust the truth of the word of God, you know, truth over feelings, you know, God over everything. God over everything, like my homie uh, Charles Sims always says, Chuck Sims. Good dude. I had to turn away from a lot of people for certain periods of my life, and he was one of them. But I can definitely say, like, out of all of my friends that I met in my life, <laughs> We called him crazy, Mr. Crazy, you know. Uh, he was definitely not not a person that I thought would, would come to the Lord. Um, so, yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people never thought I would come to the Lord either, especially when I was younger, because I was so wild, you know, and I robbed so many people, and I was a huge thief. And now that completely disgusts me. And... Um, you know, as of now, you know, today, November 21st, 2019, we're nearing my father's birthday. He would have been 66 this year. Um, man, I miss him so much. But um, I always tell God, like, man, if my dad's not in heaven, then I don't bother bringing me there because I don't want, I don't, I don't want to be without my family. None of my family. I want all my family to be there. And not just like my current family, like my sister, my brothers, nephews, their kids, and spouses and stuff, but our lineage, our ancestry, like my my mother and her mother and her mother and you know, on both sides of my family, you know, my grandparents on my mother's side, my grandparents on my father's side, my uncles and aunts, like I want all of our family to be in heaven. I don't want nobody to not be in heaven you know and I feel like the only sad part of heaven I know heaven's going to be great and everything but the only sad part is you're not going to be able to share that with everybody that you've got to meet in this lifetime you know so certain friends and family members won't make it to heaven you know and that will be sad it'll be sad that they're 
they're in hell and not in heaven. And I'm pretty sure those in hell can see who's in heaven because that's part of their torment. And those in heaven can see who's in hell, which I guess that would be part of their torment too, or their sad, a little bit of sadness that they would experience in heaven. But it's kind of like, um, you know, when I was in jail and then all and my friends weren't in jail, like I was sad because I was in jail and I couldn't <laughs> be out to play with them and have fun with them, you know? It's probably like how a dog feels when you let one dog outside to go play in the yard and the dog like the dog like in the window <laughs> all sad because he can't go out and play, you know. Or if your dog's like inside and he just sees another dog outside playing, like he wants to be out playing too. But obviously it'll be way worse because hell hell is just levels of hell, right? I always wonder, I think about this too, like, what level of hell will I be in? Like, I always wonder, like, what part of hell will I be in? Because I know I do bad things here, I make mistakes, but I try to keep short accounts with the Lord. Um, I definitely try to change my behavior and not do the same thing. Like, I don't want to have a negative pattern here. So, like, one, th- one thing too, like, when I deliver food that completely irritates me when I deliver food, is um like I hate it's just it sucks fighting through traffic period and just dealing with all the knuckleheads in traffic people cutting you off and just always barely getting into an accident just because somebody's so impatient and greedy and the thing is every time I see somebody doing that like trying to cut me off or cut somebody else off to try to speed ahead of them it like within five minutes they're like 10-15 cars behind the car that they originally cut in front of like like you can just see God working and everything like everybody who tries to cut the line skip ahead in the end they actually suffer for it and they never want to make eye contact with you right like so they might cut you off like yeah flip give you the give you the finger flip you off right and then like five minutes later you're driving past them, right? Because your whole lane that was like all blocked up and congested and wasn't moving starts to move. And then the lanes they were in gets blocked up. And even if they try to wiggle out of it, they still get stuck. And no matter what they try to do, there's nothing they can do. And they're just pissed. Sorry for cussing. They're just mad, you know? But who can they be mad at but themselves, you know? I see people do that every single day, all day long. Try to cut in front of me, speeding, speeding, speeding. And then guess what? We're both neck to neck at the red light. So all that crazy stuff you did, all that drama you just pulled, endangering people's lives. People got little kids in their car. At the end of the day, you're stuck at the same light as me. And it's just... So, yeah, I mean, I see God working on everybody. But, yeah, one thing I was saying with the food thing, like, one thing that I bad habit I had to do was... I get frustrated because, like, you might have to drive 20, 20 minutes or more to a restaurant. Then you got to wait at this restaurant for them to make the food. That could be another 20, 30 minutes, right? And then you got to drive to the customer another 20, 30 minutes. And you see it's a $0 tip and you're only making, like, 5 6 $7 for the trip. But you just spent an hour 
right? And then you still got to put gas in your car, driving there to the restaurant and then driving back. And then a lot of times you're going into the restaurant, you're leaving your car running because you think the food's already ready. And then you want to go out to the car to turn off your car, but then you don't know if the food's going to come up. So then you just wait it out. You know what I'm saying? So you're, you're losing regardless, right? So when I go through all of that and I'm already mad, and even if it's 13, 14, 15 dollars, it's still not worth it. Because after all of that, you got to try to find this person's house and the GPS be messed up. And sometimes it'll be like, oh, it says, 1414 Broadway or something, right? And then your your GPS stops and you're on Broadway and the house it stops in is not 1414, it's probably like 1470. And then like across the street is like 1520. And then a couple houses down is like 1450. And you're like, well, where the hell, where the heck, sorry, is 1414. So then you got to call them and they're not answering. You're texting or they're not responding. So God throw the hazards on and now I'm walking around with this bag of food trying to find this place. And then sometimes you can get them on the phone and they're like, oh man, you're in the wrong spot, man. You need to come out. You need to get back in your car. And then they get mad at you because you don't know where they live. And it's like, and they're like, and they're mad because they're like, man, this is your job. You need to, you need to know this. You need to like, dude, no matter how many years you do a job in any city or state, you're never, ever, ever going to know the exact details to every location. And even if you've been there once, it's still not in memory. Like you've heard people speak Spanish all the time. Do you know Spanish? No. You've heard people speaking Chinese. Do you know what they're saying? No. Like even if you know certain words, you know, like hola, you know, that means hello. You know what I'm saying? But you know, do you know the whole language just because you know that one word? No, like I might have been to one house in that area. It doesn't mean I know everything. So the customers give you such a hard time. They're always complaining, trying to get you fired. Like people are just evil, right? And they never think about what you got to go through to do all this stuff because they're being lazy and they don't want to go through it. Like, yeah, you're paying me because you don't want to fight through traffic. You don't want to wait in a restaurant. You don't want to. The, the argue with with the people making sure the order's correct and then fight through traffic and then on top of all that the people aren't tracking the order which you can't track the order through your phone you can see exactly where the driver's at you can see if they're not in the right area you could pick up the phone and call them you could text them you could actually help them out but you want to make their job more difficult so you could complain and try to get free food then they god sees everything right so you know, you're just doing it to yourself because everybody's going to be judged for every little thing, every idle word that ever spoken out of your mouth. You will be judged for. That's why I always got to be like, ah, forgive me for getting angry and saying this and that. Even if I'm justified in feeling the way that I'm feeling because somebody did something messed up to me, I still have to ask for forgiveness for me being angry and acting out of character, acting out of line to how we are called to act and called to be you know um be ye perfect as your father in heaven is perfect like this is like one of my guidelines in life so yeah i'm trying to be perfect sorry if that offends anybody but you know we got to, we have to listen 
and, and obey the teachings of Jesus. You know, there's a reason for it. And I know we don't know all the answers. So we have to trust God and not trust ourselves. I mean, that's just the way it works. But um, so I'll get to the place, right? And if I call you and I text you and you don't respond, then I put you on a timer. And then I still try to call you and, and, and text you. And if you don't respond within that when before that timer goes off, I can leave and I can take your food. But I never do. I just leave your food at the door. Because for me, I the most irritating part is after I go through all of this and now I'm about to and I'm bringing your food, I'm at your door and I'm knocking on the door and you're not answering the door. You got these customers will call my job and complain. He didn't hand the food to me. He just sat it outside my door. Can I get my order for free or can you fire him? No, they're not going to fire me. I've been working there for four years and they get 10,000 complaints a day from people like you all over the country complaining about the same crap for all the drivers. Like. It's disgusting. And, the, and the, the most worst part about it is nobody tips. So you want me to do all this, jump through all these hoops, do all this thing, all this stuff for you. And in my app, it says zero dollar tip. No tip. You're crazy. So, yeah, one of my bad habits is just leaving the food at the door before the timer is up. Usually because they're already they I've already had another order. Like now, these days, you don't just have one order, finish it, and then you wait for the next order. These days, it's boom, two, three orders at the same time. So I got other food in the car for other customers who are waiting for their food and they're waiting to complain. And so I'll get three or four people trying to get me fired all on the same trip. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's why my job doesn't fire me for all those people out there trying really hard to get me to lose my job. You know, all the time, like the other day um, when I was doing a taxi and thing or whatever, I went to go pick somebody up and they're always trying to use, you know, Lyft and Uber to do drug deals and pick up drugs. And I hate doing that because I'm trying to walk a righteous, live a righteous lifestyle. And that includes not helping other people sin. If I'm not trying to sin, I'm not going to help you sin, period. You can find some other way to try to do the evilness that you're doing. You know what I mean? And I'm not judging you because I used to be a drug dealer. So that's not it. It's just that I'm not that guy no more. I'm a new creation and I need to live and act accordingly, you know, to what I'm called to do. And I hate it. You know, and this is the thing that sucks, too. Like, I've picked people up who probably had two, three pounds on them. You know, they get in the car. They're like, yeah, pop the trunk. And I'm like, what? That's another thing I hate, too. Like, you pick people up. They go straight to your trunk and just stand there and they start tapping on your trunk. Like, yo, open the trunk. And it's like, man, how disrespectful are people? This is my car. I don't work for you. I could leave right now. I could cancel the order because I don't want to deal with your your arrogance and your pridefulness and your like. I'm not here to cater to you. I serve God. I don't serve man. 
So to anytime somebody get like that, man, I won't even pop the trunk, man. I'll just drive away. Yep, they complain, but guess what? I'm an independent contractor. I cannot be fired for that. We got something in our app that says canceled because of rider behavior. Yep. Just like a lot of these people I wouldn't let in my house, I'm not going to deal with them in my vehicle. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's a tough line of work. I mean, I, I definitely do it because, look, man, when you're following Christ, like when you're really, really trying to be obedient to Christ, you are going to be persecuted by the world. They hate Christ here. This is a demonic environment and people are possessed by demons and these demons that possess humans hate Christians. And so whatever line of work that I'm in, I know it's a matter of time before I get fired. It's been like that my whole life. You know what I'm saying? So why put myself in a position where external um, devices or people or things outside of my control can have control over my life of whether or not I have a job or not, whether that's having a supervisor, a boss standing over me or employees or customers that can get me fired. There's no point in me working in a line of work like that. I have to be self-employed. I have to work for myself. Like I sold drugs most of my life for that reason alone. You know what I mean? So I didn't have to have a boss. I didn't have to deal with the anxieties and stress of getting fired and trying to find another job and be stuck in situations where I have to go with the flow and go along with worldly secular people to keep my job. And there's so many jobs like that. Think about people who work in insurance like that's just the evil type of business to be involved in. You know what I mean? And, you know. There's just all kinds of messed up jobs out there. You know what I mean? Like I'm a vegetarian, so I don't want to work in a restaurant where they're slaughtering, where they're contributing to the the killing and slaughtering of innocent animals. Joaquin Phoenix did a good interview on why he's vegan, you know, and I feel how he feels like I don't want to contribute to the, the murdering of innocent souls. I mean, God created beautiful things here and I don't want to be part of destroying that, you know. I don't care how crazy the world thinks I am. Like, oh, that's crazy. You know, you got to eat. You can't survive off of vegetables and fruits. Like, oh, really? Well, why am I? Why am I breathing? Why am I still alive? Because I'm surviving off of vegetables and fruits. And every time I tell people I'm 40 years old, they're like, what? Oh, my God. I thought you was like 30, you know? Which I don't know how they see that because I, I definitely feel like I'm 40 when I look in the mirror. But, you know, I see I, I look probably overly analyze myself. But, um, you know, I just try to keep a childlike spirit, you know, be childlike to enter the kingdom. And um, so, yeah, you know, they'll smack on the trunk and then throw their duffel bag full of full of weed in it. And then the whole ride, it just smells like weed. You know, they'll get out the car. I'll drop them off because I need the money. You know, sometimes you're not getting back to back trips or back to back orders. It could be one of those days where you only make 30 or $40 that day and you still got to put 10, 15, $20 in your gas tank. So you only have a profit of $20 for that day. But guess what? You still got to eat, you know, but I try to look at things positively. Like if I'm not able to buy food that day, I'm like, oh, well, I guess the Lord wants me to fast today. 
I guess I shouldn't have food or water today. And yes, you can you can go without food or water for for some days. Trust me, I've done it. So, but um, you know, it is what it is. You know, and I just try to be grateful and praise the Lord every step of the way. I mean, in the moment. Obviously, I may be angry and upset and and be cranky about it. But, you know, always when I reflect back on the situation, I'm like, there was a reason for that. You know, I needed to fast. Fasting gets rid of demons. So if you're feeling oppressed and I'm not saying like when you fast that all the demons will go. Sometimes the demons attack you harder because you gain power when you starve the flesh. When you submit the flesh, you gain power. You know what I'm saying? And so you will be under more demonic attack because the demons know what you're doing. You know, demons know that um, you're trying to submit the flesh and strengthen your spiritual connection with the Lord. So they're going to try to prevent that, you know, because that's the whole goal is to destroy us. But we do have power over them in Jesus name. So um, fasting is great. And honestly, now that I've been fasting more, um, I definitely want to make it. A monthly thing I want to definitely fast every month now you know or maybe even like once a week you know to be honest with you at least try to fast a couple times a week you know so I don't know but um and sometimes you don't gotta fast the whole day like sometimes you can just skip meals but man will not live off bread alone and I don't know if you guys have fasted but um like even now like my stomach's growling but you know, when I, it, this too shall pass. So I always got to tell myself this too shall pass, you know? And if I do give in to eating, it's always at the last minute, like, oh, it's 10 PM. All right. I'm going to eat something. I'm tired of the fast. And I'm, what is this doing? I don't feel like Jesus is talking to me. This is bull crap. Like you get all those demonic thoughts in your head, you know, like, I don't, I don't know. You know, it's crazy, but, um, but yeah, so anyways, like, so I'll pick someone up, drop them off, but that weed smell will linger. So then I'll pick up another customer and they'll be like, oh, I smell weed in his car. And then Lyft or Uber will suspend your account and they'll freeze your funds. So say you made $100. Well, guess what? They're not going to let you cash out and you're not going to be able to work for a week because they're investigating the weed smell but how do you investigate a smell you know so now i have no choice but if i pick somebody up and i know like they're on the phone like yeah yeah man just give me like three grams i'll be there in in 10 minutes meet me in the alley i'm coming up the alley and then they're like hey man i gotta go pick up i gotta go drop off some money to one of my co-workers you just pull in the alley it's quicker and it's like these people retarded like I just heard your whole phone conversation about a drug deal and now you want me to go and wait for you in the alley to do a return trip so obviously I need the money but I know what's up so I don't do those multiple trips no more I'm done it's different like if it's a woman that has to go pick up her kids from daycare I get that you know what I'm saying I'm not saying that they're not being sneaky you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm just picking up my kids from the babysitter, but I got an ounce of cocaine in the fucking diaper bag. Excuse me for cussing, Lord. Please forgive me. Jesus' name. Um, you see, I'm still working on myself. You know, it's not easy. But um, 
keep short accounts with the Lord and, and, and always ask for forgiveness because we will be judged for every idle word that comes out of our mouth. So, um, yeah, if I know what's up, then as soon as I drop you off, I'm out. Now, some people try to be smart and leave something in the car, like leave their bag in the car so they know that you got to wait for them. That stuff I hate. And I'll, I'll throw your bag out of the car and leave. Like I had to happen at a gas station where they tried to do me like that. Like they're literally at the gas station waiting on the drug dealer. And they have me in an Uber waiting in their bags in the car. And I took their bag out and pulled out and they're like, hey, 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 my bag. And I'm like, nah, I dropped it there on the curb. I don't, I don't assist in drug deals. I'm not, I'm gone. You know what I mean? F that, man. Forget that. I'm not doing it. And like I'm saying, Satan is nonstop working to, to put you in situations to compromise your integrity, to compromise, to get you to lose your salvation, you know? And you just got to be aware. That's why the whole thing is, you know, your enemy roams about you like a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. That's why you have to be sober minded, because if you're under the influence of any type of drugs or alcohol or anything, um, you'll probably just go along with the flow and get yourself in a lot more trouble than you would have if you were thinking rationally or thinking logically, you know. So, yeah, I mean, one thing I realized, man. This world is so caked up in sin that nobody in any type of position cares. Like the police don't care. Supervisors don't care. Managers don't care. Security guards don't care. Like anybody that you think is there to like uphold justice and peace and do what's right. They they really don't care at the end of the day because people are so selfish, you know, and they're just so self-absorbed and focused on them. You know, uh, Michael Blackston had a police officer um, disrobe and show her breast on a live Instagram feed, a police officer, right? I mean, that's disgusting. Like, that should let you know, like, where we're at in the end times. Now, of course, for some other people, they're like, ooh, ooh let me go look that up. I want to I want to see that. You know what I mean? Because those are demons. But the more that you try to live a righteous lifestyle, you'll find those things appalling. Like I don't like if I now I'm at the point now since I've been fasting and just staying in the word and stuff. Like when I see women doing that, like even on social media or whatever, like I block that now. Like before when I would follow it and gawk at it and, and lust these women, now it disgusts me because they're leading men to hell. You know, and what are they doing it for? Like, it's just disgusting that women are like that, man. It's just, man, it just makes me mad. Like, that is for your husband only. And if you're single, you shouldn't be putting it out there like that because you're attracting the wrong attention. What do you think you're doing? You're advertising sex. So why do you think all guys want is sex? Because you're advertising it, you dodo brain. What do you think they want? I mean, if you're showing your your butt that you poop out of and your breast and, you know, wearing spandex that outline the shape of your vagina. I don't know. I mean, it's just I look at it different. Like, don't 
get me wrong. Like I do have moments of weakness. I get attacked in my dreams sometimes, you know, there, we are still dealing with flesh and carnal desires. Um, so there are moments of weakness that I have, you know, but I do feel disgusted after that, you know, even after lusting or something like that. I definitely get the shame face and feel um, disgusted for that. And there's a lot of people that recognize that after they do fornicate or masturbate, and watch pornography and after they get done um, ejaculating or orgasming or you know, releasing their fluids, they feel they feel crappy too. And they're like, why do I feel this way? Because it's not right. That's why. Because the Holy Spirit is working on you. Because Jesus doesn't want anybody to perish. He doesn't want anybody to go to hell. You know, like we're spiritual beings in the fleshly vehicle. But we are not flesh, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. Um. I mean, as much as I would like to find a wife and companionship, I just don't trust women. I just think that they're just like women that I was attracted to because of like that innocence and purity. And of course, you know, being beautiful or whatever, um, it quickly fades when I see how they talk or act, the things they say. You know, and, and women are funny, like they do all that stuff on social media, but then when somebody tries to talk to them, they're disgusted and they're offended by it. Like, are you crazy? Like you're advertising this. What do you what do you what do you think? And the thing is you're not gonna get guys, you're really not gonna get good guys because you're advertising sexual stuff. So you're gonna get guys that want sex. And then once they get the sex from you, they're cool on you. Okay, you're a hoe. You're a slut. Anyways, I got what I wanted on to the next one. And that's the cycle. That's the cycle of relationships or hookups now, you know. But women are more masculine, right? So women are more like using guys for what they want. You know, they're trying to flip the script like, yeah, yeah, I know you just want me for sex. So that's cool. I'm going to use you for sex. And then I'm not going to call you because I got all these men in my DM hit me up. Yeah, but or you got to have some money if you want to be with me. And then you just turn yourself into a prostitute. You, you just put a dollar amount on something that is priceless. That, that, that something was holy and precious and righteous. You just completely degraded and devalued devalued yourself it's disgusting and i'm not innocent i'm just a new creation and i'm seeing things from the correct perspective now from a righteous point of view and um, I'm, I'm happy that i've made that change because i don't want to be in a fallen filthy disgusting world like that i don't want to have nothing to do with it you know what i mean so thinking the way i think now helps curb those lustful desires and praying. You know what I mean? Like, trust me, there's not a day that I don't go by and I don't wake up with the, the common issue that men wake up to. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to get into detail on it, but, you know, we wake up like that sometimes. You know what I mean? And I used to handle it a different way. Now, um, I try to go back to sleep or I just pray, you know, or 
hop in a cold shower. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to. It's a chess game, right? And these demons are working on us. These demons are trying to get us to sin. They know what the sin is. We're not fully aware of the sin because sin has been made to be acceptable here. So it's more of a harder learning curve for us. You know what I mean? And it's weird because if we're not supposed to trust our feelings and we're only supposed to trust the truth, then that means we got to know what the truth is so we know what is right, you know, because feelings are deceiving, you know, sometimes feelings are warning you to do the right thing, but sometimes they're misleading you. But either way, emotions and feelings can be um, manipulated. Um either way by good and bad so I don't know what what the culmination of all this is going to be at the end of the day with anything I just know that I am being called to live a more holier existence to walk a more righteous path and to refrain from evil to refrain from sinning and to stay away from people who think it's okay to live that lifestyle, which leaves me alone at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've done lost all my friends. Uh, nobody wants to hear the gospel. Uh, they're kind of disgusted because they're like, oh man, he's going to be talking about Jesus. You know, Don't invite him. Or he's going to ruin it for us. And it's funny now because, you know, when I do the, the lift and the Uber and all that or whatever, um, and I'm before I would always change the radio station for the customer. Like before they, like before I put, picked them up, I change it to like a secular radio station. But now I just keep it on Christian music, you know. And if if I'm really really on one, I just I keep it on the preaching channel where there is no Christian music. It's just straight pastor preaching but the thing is i can feel their demons getting irritated i could because they'll start shaking they keep moving in the seat they'll be like ah, ah, ah. they'll keep doing deep breaths and deep sighs so i know i know what it's doing because i've been through that process i put myself through that because we are what we consume so i do that to myself all the time all day long there's times where the demons of me are sick of hearing the gospel. You know what I mean? They're like, change the radio station, change the radio station. And I think I'm thinking, change the radio station. No, that's the demon telling me to change the radio station, you know? But I'll pick people up and I'll see, I'll, I'll feel them get so uncomfortable with it. So now I'll try to turn it down a little bit, but I don't want to have it down too low to where they can't hear it. I got it just low enough to where if they want to hear it, they'll be quiet enough to hear it. Meaning they won't be moving around, fidgeting with their phone or whatever. They can be silent and absorb it, you know. So it's just little things. But, yeah, I mean, I'm called to do what I'm called to do. You know, I was created um, for a reason, and it's to spread the gospel. And that's what I'm going to do any and every way possible, everywhere I go, as much as I can, even though I'm making mistakes. You know, like I said, I'll. If I'm calling, contacting the customer, and they're not, they're not, they're taking their time getting to the door, I'm not going to wait 10, 15, 20 minutes for you to come to the door when I've already spent an hour on your order, and I got two other orders in the car that needed that. Now they're they're our orders turning into a two hour order because you want to take your time to get to the door, and and you're doing it because ultimately you're trying to scheme the company out of free food. 
you know, it's on you, man. You know, like everybody's going to be judged according to the way they live their life. Whether you think so or not, it's happening. It's, I mean, karma is so much quicker now. You guys want to talk about karma? It's really you reap what you sow. Yeah, you'll see it happen a lot quicker now because time is time is fleeting. Time is, is running short. So things are speeding up. So things in the past where if you did something bad to somebody, it might take a week, a month, a year before you sowed what you reap before you, uh, you know, had experienced the consequences of your actions. Um, now it's almost instantaneous. You know what I mean? Like you might be trying to run up to go punch someone and then you trip on the curb in the process. You know, that actually happened to me. So <laughs> that's why I use that example because I had the incidents where some dude was like, was tailgating me or like riding my bumper that if I would have hit the brake, he would have definitely smashed into me. So I had to speed up and then swerve so he's not behind me and then slow down so he didn't hit me. And he he did, he was just, I don't know what the heck his problem was. I mean, just demons. Demons jump through different people and just, you know, if you find yourself messing with people for no reason, you're being demonically controlled. You know, because that's demonic activity to just go out of your way to 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 be annoying, to be a nuisance, to cause problems for no reason. You're you're definitely uh, not under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You're definitely um, trying trying to to be irritating and annoying and, and cause problems for people. You're demonic, period. I see it all day long. It doesn't matter what people look like, how old they are, what color they are, nothing. Like, I see it. I see demons acting through all different walks of life. Right now, we're going through the the separating of wheat and tear. You know what I mean? You don't know who's who by what they look like. You know what I mean? Like, I might look like a gangbanger, but you don't really know my heart. Only the Lord does, you know? And then I see people who look like goody two shoes look you know you know collared shirts and they, they dress like they're from the suburbs like i don't know if you've seen the adams family cartoon i just saw it i know i probably shouldn't have like i said i have my weak moments um really if i duck off into a movie look i don't create the movies all right trust me if there's a christian movie to watch i'm going to go to that movie guaranteed but i definitely try to pick the lesser of two evils but sometimes i have to duck off into a movie to get away from the craziness in this world. Cause sometimes I don't want to go back home. Sometimes I just want to duck off into a movie so I can go back to work as soon as I leave the movie. But sometimes it's just to comp to get away from these demons. Like these demons do their best work in in the 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 bustling and busyness of life. That's when they're able to, to create the most problems. When you're out and about, when you're out in the world, when you're out in traffic, the more people you're around the easier it is for them to, to create bad situations so i've learned to duck off you know but it doesn't matter where i go people will i'll go to a movie theater and there might be five people in the whole movie theater and everybody can be spread out in their own row and still have a row in front and a row behind it with nobody in it and these people will sit directly next to me directly next to me you know, I'll be in a parking lot, a whole big empty parking lot, and I'll drive all the way to one end and park 
away from everybody and it never fails. Somebody will pull up right next to me, banging their music, having a loud phone conversation. They want to get out and start checking, working on their car, making all this noise. And I'm just trying to listen to the word and take notes because sometimes when it's slow, I just duck off into a parking lot somewhere and I start studying the word, you know, and I, I got notes and I take notes because I'm really taking this serious. Like, I'm not trying to go to hell. I don't know about you, but I'm very worried about it. And I'm, you know, I have not been an angel my whole existence. So um, if I have an opportunity to be a better person, I'm taking it now. And that's what I'm doing. You know, so when, you know, you, you, you start to mature and you just start to figure things out and you start to get it. Like you, you, you defeat evil with kindness. It disarms them, you know, it disarms people. It really does. You know, it really does. Um, even if you're getting attacked, you know, and you don't fight back, it disarms them. I mean, who's going to attack somebody who's not fighting back? I mean, that makes you weak. That makes you a coward. That just means you're just starting problems, you know, and it, and and if you can gain the clarity and control yourself, you're like, wait, man, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? Like demons, man, you don't even know that the demons are in you or controlling you. It's like people don't know they got diseases or viruses. Like it's like a silent killer, you know. But um, yeah, I definitely fall short of that, you know. Like if I contact somebody and and I'm like here, knocking on the door, ringing the doorbell, and I don't know you're if you're in the shower, if you're on the toilet, if you're in the basement, if you laid on your bed and put your headphones on, and forgot that you ordered food. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if you're having sex with your spouse. I don't know what what you're doing. You know, I don't know if you left the house or whatever. All I know is that you ordered food, you can track it, and if you don't come to the door. Especially if you're not tipping. Honestly, these days, if I, I, I check, like if, if someone orders some food and there's not a tip on there, I don't deliver it. You know what I'm saying? And now I'm getting to the point if it's only like a, a couple dollars or a dollar tip, I don't deliver it. But one thing I could promise you is most Indians, and this is no disrespect, this is just experience. Most Indians don't tip. And they will have you drive. Like I had this dude on campus, OSU campus. And I lived down on campus. I had to drive to Dublin. Dublin Dublin so far it was like Powell, Ohio or something. You know what I mean? It was so far out in Dublin to this one specific Indian restaurant. Pick up some food and then drive all the way to campus. And it was a zero dollar tip. And I'll tell people, like, hey, you, you God bless you for the zero dollar tip. And they laugh about it. <laughs> they think it's hilarious. They're so evil. And it's like, man, these people have no idea. I could be the dude that just wipes your sandwich bun on my butt and put it back in there. So who's really laughing, you know? And I hate to use that example, but if you order food and you're not tipping, you have to know, like, I mean, I'm a Christian dude. I'm a good dude. Like somebody leaves something in my car, I return it. I don't keep it. Somebody left an $800 iPhone in my car. I was, I was contacting them for three days and contacted my company for three days to give this phone back to them. 
Like, I know that we will be judged for everything we do here. And I am not taking any chances. You know, Coram Deo, as this as this in the face of God, as in the face of God, that's what Coram Deo means, you know. And God is all present, you know what I mean? So, and if I didn't know that, man, I'll probably, I'll probably be living life how I used to live my life. Like, I was just an evil dude. Like, you know, there was a point in time where I was, was plotting on poisoning my neighbor's kids. And that's why I paused because I was evil, you know, and I'm, I'm just being honest here. Like I've had extremely demonic thoughts and spent lots of time strategizing ways to hurt people and, and get back at people and retaliate and have revenge on people you know and that demon still bothers me to this day to this day there's actually they're not a day that probably doesn't go by i get demonic thought about an enemy and i and i spend maybe two to five minutes thinking about how i can retaliate on them and hurt them a thousand times worse than they did me you know and 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 these people don't even know that you know what i mean like this is a constant fight for me like trust me there's a lot of times i want to give up on walking the christian lifestyle you know there's there's multiple times throughout the day that i want to give up i get so angry and I'm like, no, I'm going over to this person's house right now. And I'm going to do this, this, this and that. And I'm not going to get into the details because I'm not I'm not going to be that person. I'm not going to be that guy. But like I said, everybody has moments of weakness, you know. So it's very, 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 very possible that I slip up and I do act out these demonic thoughts. That's a strong possibility. And that's why I need Jesus every second, every nanosecond of every day. Because I do think about that. I think about retaliation all the time. And that's why now you see why I'm in the word all day. Like, don't you understand what type of monster I would be? And people don't think the way I think. I mean, some people do. But I, I get into the details of it, you know what I mean? I like, I I really scheme and plot things out. And it's disgusting, you know, if if I'm to be a true Christian to live that way. So I, so I don't, you know, but like I'm being honest, there, there, I do, there's times where I spend two to five minutes and I can get pretty deep in the detail, you know, but it stops after that, you know, because I'm very aware um, that it's demonic and I'm aware that it's it's not Christ-like and then I ask Jesus to forgive me for thinking that way so it's not always about what we say and what we do it gets deeper to where it's what you think and then it gets even deeper to that to where you got to correct it in your dreams so when you're dreaming you can't be behaving this way you want to be perfect all the way around not just a little bit not just when people are looking not just when it counts you know, all the time. So, yeah, you know, I have definitely had those thoughts a lot. You know, the, the way people treat me. Um, 
Yeah, but vengeance is the Lord's. So I give it to him, you know? So when I get those thoughts and I know God knows that I'm thinking those thoughts, I'll be like, Lord, forgive me the vengeance and the evil, <laughs> not the evil, but the vengeance and the wrath of God is sufficient because the great tribulation is amongst us. So immediately to get out of that demonic thinking, I'm like, I'm sorry, Lord. Um, I pray for them because I know what's coming and I know what you got planned for them. And I know what you got planned for people who think like this. So Jesus, please, please, please forgive me for having these demonic thoughts, you know? And on top of that, please forgive them because they don't even realize what's in store for them. And that's why we're, we're called to pray for our enemies. So I hope that helps people out there. Cause, um, I'm not perfect by any means. Like, you know, demons, demons harass me. I feel like more than the average person. Cause I think they, they, they definitely know how hard I'm trying to get right with God on a second to second basis. So they definitely attack me a lot. And this doesn't help that like I'm doing podcasts and I'm sharing my thoughts with people. Like before I would just tell friends and stuff like that. And they were like, oh man, you're crazy. And I got tired of hearing that. So then I was just like, you know what? I could write it down, but who would read it? So this Anchor podcast has just been a great, great, great tool for me. It's like therapy because I can vent. I can get it out. And maybe somebody will hear it and it'll help them. But yeah, Jesus is definitely the answer. And um, we have to keep short accounts with the Lord immediately when we sin or we fall short of the glory of God. As soon as we make a mistake, we are we fail at something. We got to be like, God, please forgive me. I'm sorry. Even if we don't feel like it, you know, it's okay if our emotions don't match what we say. But the point is to say it and do what's right. And then eventually you will have the understanding. Like, man, I'm glad I asked God to forgive me for that. You know, even though I didn't feel like asking for forgiveness now, 10 hours later, two days later, I'm glad that I do. I did ask God for forgiveness. And on top of it, let me ask for forgiveness again, just to be sure now that my emotions are and feelings are aligned with being remorseful and regretful. Let me ask for forgiveness a second or third or fourth time. So there's never, I don't feel like there's a limit to how much we can ask for forgiveness. I think the more, the better, honestly, because we're pretty much you know, in a, in a bad situation. So as, as much grace and forgiveness we can give from God, the better. So I always say, you know, tenfold or more, you know, just keep asking forgiveness. And right now I just ask, Lord, please forgive me for even thinking that way while giving this podcast, you know, for resurrecting those demonic thoughts, you know, please forgive me forever, you know, strategizing or scheming to do negative things to other people or to retaliate. I know vengeance is yours, Lord. And, um, you know, I'm happy with how you want to handle things because you know best. And obviously we, we pray to correct their, that they correct their behaviors and that our behaviors are corrected. But we also know what happens to those who don't listen and obey you. And vengeance is the Lord's. Um, yeah, please forgive me. Lord, in Jesus' name, for anything that is sinful or wrong in your eyes. Amen. God bless everybody. I love y'all.
keep fighting the good fight. Peace.